like to do the I intro? I always like to do the intro, usually with a song, but I don't have a song in my heart today. You don't have a song in your heart? Well, just, I, I'm too overjoyed. This is too fun of a kink that we have. What about Wild Horses? Um, I don't know if I can hit those notes, especially <laughs> especially since we have a friend with us. And oh, that's only, why you don't want to sing. I can only sing when I'm with my people I've known for a long yeah. time. <laughs> and when this audience isn't live. So so real quick, let, let's uh, let's hop in for first-time listeners, because there are going to be some first-time listeners on this show. Uh, that's a dog. Uh, and this is KickCast. It is a podcast that is about sexual, alternative sexual lifestyles, kinks, fetishes, all viewed from a positive limelight. Are we going to go talk to the dog? I'm, g- I'm going to go talk to the He's dog. already getting in on the pup play. That's what's yeah, happening. <laughs> That's someone in the other room who uh, is engaging in some puppy play. <laughs> Anyways, you might hear we have a, a new voice here. No, that's not Dana speaking in a lower voice. It's totally me. I can't even do a low voice. I can't. Uh, we've got a friend from another podcast called Trisexuals with us today. Their podcast is fantastic. They're like us, except they actually try the shit we talk about. So they're a little more brave and I think technically more scientific than we are. Um, we're like, uh, we're like milk toast Discovery Channel editors up on the eighth floor of a big reflective building, and the trisexuals are, like, out there in the Amazon and getting next to volcanoes and getting samples. Getting Wait, bushwhacked. Wouldn't so- <laughs> 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 it make more sense for your metaphor for us to be, like, on a safari just really far away with the binoculars and, like, lo- looking at stuff that's happening, but... Okay. Yeah. We've versus, got- versus uh, you know, Max and his crew of, of ladies are in there with their, like, faces inside of the mouth of a lion. <laughs> yeah. Like, look at these teeth. These are, these are sharp. <laughs> what we're trying to say is they're cool and we're losing. Well, you guys could be the scientists and maybe we're, like, the Mythbusters. We just kind of blow it up. Like I said, they're cool. <laughs> Scientists are cool. Scientists are definitely cool. Little in fact, Mythbusters actually got into some kink experiments, but it was mostly off camera. Oh, was we it have, explosion fetish? We have made suggestions on the show for toys that should be invented. Um, I mean, our tentacle oh, that Sarah and I came up with. The tentacle that yeah, we we. Theoretically create toys. Yeah, theoretically. So, so real quick, Max, from your show, Trisexuals, you know, obviously you don't have to divulge anything that makes you uncomfortable. <laughs> what is one of the craziest things that, you know, the show has had you do? Oh, gosh. I mean, I'd say that the ovipositation stuff is, is right up there. And that's uh, that's uh, actually the first episode we did was on the ovipositor. I wanted to get, you know, I didn't want anybody to have any illusions, like, going into it. I wanted to, like, just start with, like, one of the more shocking things. So, like, this is what you're going to get, folks. Yes, you weren't <laughs> pussyfooting around no. uh, with that too much. I still very much want to eat lunch out of an ovipositor in just an office break room. Just Yes. Yes. Yeah. Jello food. shots work very well for it. Well, <laughs> Hard boiled eggs. Around <laughs> Easter time, all the candies become shape already. So it's ready just to go. popping out Cadbury <laughs> eggs. <laughs> Easter is actually a very popular time for the people that are into ovipositation fetish. They're, they're all over the place picking up all the egg stuff. <laughs> I, I am listening to your episode on the ovipositor. I was thinking about what y'all said on the show about wishing there was an attachment so you could actually wear the ovipositor while yes. actually using it to make deposits in somebody else. <laughs> and I think that would be really funny if you walked around with like a strap-on ovipositor around the office. Like, would you like Cadbury egg? 
points it in your mouth. Now, that yeah. might count as sexual harassment. That might count, yeah, that might just be a step too far. It would yeah. also seem like a very quick way to hide eggs for an Easter egg hunt. You just walk around and pop it out. <laughs> but I mean, if you're hiding them in people, then they're pretty well hidden. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I really enjoyed that Just episode. slide it out of your bunny costume. <laughs> um, so as always, we like to introduce ourselves by playing a little game. But I thought to, to, to make the game make sense, we have to say what today's topic is, Chris. Well, we're going to introduce the topic through the game. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. You defeated my logic. So we... Uh, Today's topic is... Uh, oh, so we're just going to introduce the topic and then do the game. <laughs> yeah. I was right. Today's topic is pony play, pet play, or puppy play. Uh, there's lots of different plays. Uh, and uh, our game today is creating our own... Animal style. Animal style Your play. Your own animal style. Not Mine. like a position, but like a, a form of role play in which one person remains a human and the partner... Engages in them sexually is either a costume or behavior <laughs> that is similar to an animal. Yes. So, uh, uh, who would like to go first? Dana is. Dana's raising her hand, as always. Audience can't hear her raise her hand. I always raise my hand. <laughs> um, so, I would definitely think that what should be a thing um, is turtle play. Now, Ooh. the only reason I thought about that is because homes? not only because you're stealing my furry idea. Not only is it a great idea to have that slow thing, but um, I think the the have y'all seen that horrible YouTube video that was like passed around a long time ago that had the turtle that was making the really strange noise the as he was getting noises. it on? Yeah, yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. And it's just like that was the first thing that went through my head. Don't know why you said horrible. So, oh, because it's a really <laughs> awful noise, and once you hear a turtle make it, you're like, oh shit! Now to I know. other turtles, that noise is probably like huge turtle. Oh, okay, sure, sure. Um, but I'm saying like I I have maybe known about some people that make that sound in the bedroom, kind of a high pitched so, eh noise. So turtle play is entirely auditory. It's just making noises. <laughs> no, no, it's, you gotta be no, in the headspace. No, it's very slow. You have to be in the headspace of the turtle and very, very slow thrusting. Oh, and so for the, <laughs> for your uh, like outfits, it would just be like a kiddie pool. You crawl into a kiddie pool and break. <laughs> oh, it's like a laundry basket. Well, you, oh. put the, <laughs> you just put it on your back. I think I think there's you know I think okay there's a reason why turtles live so long like a lot of them live many 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 years and it's because they take things slow and they express themselves through loud noises during sex and That's I think and they don't have sexual shame that's got to be a big part right. of it yes yeah <laughs> turtle don't give a fuck so turtle so, plays a long con yeah what about I think so. lonely George or whatever his name is yeah I don't the know. one. The, the last Galapagos turtle left alive <laughs> who had no one to mate with. He just really needs a human in a, in a laundry basket to come give him oh, some company. Okay, now that's bestiality. <laughs> hey, uh, Max, go ahead and uh, you give us our next pitch, but make sure you say your name before it, just uh, out of formality's sake. All right, I'm Max Chameleon, and the only thing that can come to my mind is bedbug play. Oh, God. Okay, <laughs> episode of China, Illinois? Anybody? <laughs> I was thinking of that episode of It's Always Sunny where they're doing night crawling. <laughs> Oh, that's right. Yes, <laughs> they, they just crawl around and like nibble at each other. So, what Am I goes play into night crawlers, Frank? Yeah. <laughs> so, what goes into bed bug play? Does that involve like sneaking into someone's New York apartment and coming home with them? Well, I think I, <laughs> I do think Hanging you need to sneak around in the bed. 
But you know, this uh, uh, bed bugs have ovipositors, so you could incorporate what we were just talking about with the ovipositor into Ooh. the bed bug play. Well, and there's a model called the bed bug, right? There is. That is right. Yeah, the Primal Hardware bed bug. Wait, Tyra Banks? <laughs> what? I jumped over my head. <laughs> She's a model. What? She's a model. Get it? She's a model. Eh, okay. Just joking. <laughs> you lost me on this one. <laughs> okay. Oh, are you taking? Are you taking the the, the reins now? No, I'm going next. I okay. guess. Okay. Go for it. <laughs> I thought it was a funny joke. <laughs> uh, so who are uh, you? I am Chris. Hey, Chris. And uh, my play would be In and Out play because uh, they're burgers. Uh, you get them animal <laughs> style, and it's fantastic. That's. Uh, I'm gonna allow it, I guess. You broke the rules. But you break the rules every week, Tommy. <laughs> yeah, but when I break the rules, it's because I'm special. Okay. Uh, no, I, I think you're using the logic of whataboutism, and I think that you need to focus on the the rule breaking you just did. Okay. So my uh, my actual one would probably be salmon play, and. <laughs> I love it. You have to swim up against the current back to your birthplace and hopefully find someone else who has also swum back to their birthplace and mate with them. And then die? No, salmons don't die when they mate. Who which species is I'm pretty sure that's I'm pretty sure that's the last thing they do, isn't it? They don't, is they don't it? go back. Yeah, because they're so tired from the trip that they just die. I mean I think like and because they're fish, I think they just like pee out all their sex stuff and then they die and the babies born themselves without parents. But uh, I, I feel like this could have a uh, great crossover with the bear community. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's the punchline. I was waiting on that. Alright, oh so uh, I'm Tommy and my suggestion for this week would be falconry play, which is where, oh that got no laughs. Um, it's, it's almost like we've heard this I, I was joke enthralled. Four times I was listening. Before. It's uh, you've got a partner in a falcon costume, and you just take them out to the woods, and you strip them down to where it's just like wings and that that little like blinder hat, yeah. and then you just send them out to go get you a rabbit, and then you reward them for the rabbit. Now, now is sense. the rabbit is rabbit also a, a player? Yes, yeah. definitely. <laughs> You get a more petite friend, and you, you put them in a bunny costume, Love and they it. get picked up and lifted. You take them home, and you uh, mock eat them, I guess? Is that a fetish we've covered yet? Is where, like, you don't actually eat someone, Four. but you, you just... Yes. You pretend, you put them on the plate with the apple in their mouth. And I, I'm pretty sure we have covered that. I, I don't remember anything ever, so as soon as we're out, it just leaves my mouth. <laughs> uh, it sounds like you just want to play, like... Uh, with the dog from Duck Hunt. Well, you know, a big part of sexuality is just playing pretend. And I think that pony play and uh, puppy play are very innocent sexuality, in a way. Mm -hmm. Where a lot of folks think that playing pretend in any way, shape, or form is wrong for an adult. But this is a prime mm -hmm. example where it's actually pretty healthy and kind of fun. Uh, did we want to go into some of the terminology for uh, puppy and pony play? I think we definitely should. Uh, so, uh, I have written down pony play, uh, pet play, puppy play, and then uh, my favorite term for this, which is uh, coitus a cheval. Ooh. Which okay. translates uh, directly into sex with horse, essentially. Uh, it is not actually sex with a horse, <laughs> but... Uh, uh, the, when I did see this term, it was used as an overall 
Yes. Oh. Dana raised her hand again. Oh, I'm yes. sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think that's important to distinguish at this point, at this exact juncture, um, the difference between a horse and like a bio horse. Because like when we talk yes. about pony play. Yes. There's, we need to make the distinction. Like when we say pony, we don't mean actually. Let, let's pony. lay down the law. There are human beings in costumes. That's uh, that, for this week, and there are no actual animals being fucked. Yes, if in this community, bio horses are horses. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, bio animal would be whatever the actual animal is, and they do not involve themselves, and we do not involve them in pet or pony play at all. Yes. It's like invoking their spirit as like a as like a character. Right, which is a good thing to kind of like explain beforehand because Lord it knows is. there's a whole bunch of urban myths about, you know, different kinds of ways that uh, pony play and puppy play are done. So it's important to kind of distinguish and kind of um, bust the myth there. Especially. Absolutely. And even today, we had someone in our trisexuals chat who heard us talking about it and they left in a huff thinking that pony and pet play was literally play with ponies and pets. Yeah, it's right. the same. So, like, the, the, the term, you know, is not necessarily as well known. Yeah, it's the same as, like, uh, age play and that kind of thing, where it's not, yeah. you don't want, like, you're playing roles. You're not yeah. actually British, wanting to have sex with that animal. British people will always think about the slippery slope concept, which is always faulty logic, that mm -hmm. something's yeah. going to lead down the road. I, I don't think that there's even a hairline fracture of risk that someone involved in pony play is going to descend into <laughs> bestiality. I don't think that's a real thing. Yeah, that, just, that sounds like, like, wow, this is pretty great. Hmm, I wonder. I've been enjoying this, but I think it's time we snuck into the bar and tried the real thing. <laughs> and there was a, there was someone I saw during my research that, uh, uh, was an academic who did categorize, uh, this kind of play as, like level one bestiality and I don't pretty much everyone yeah pretty much everyone that I have read that was commenting on the article was like I can see where your logic led you there but it's really not right to call it that because it's not that yeah, I mean, and it's just like we've talked about, even being a major part of BDSM is uh, sadomasochism like uh, masochism, which yeah. is simulated in BDSM it's never genuine. So, I mean, yeah. any, anything can be simulated within sexuality, and it's fine, because sex can have simulation. That's part of play. We're losing Chris because he's got to handle a real puppy, I think. Um, so, that leads us into lingo. Yeah. Uh, Dana, it looks like you've got a dictionary term. Um, and actually, we could turn this into a quiz where you could introduce a term <laughs> and see if Max knows it and can define oh, it. Oh, knows. Oh, I'm sure he does know a lot of the terms because they go over... They, I feel like they went over quite a bit on their episode about pet play and pony play, but... Um, there's there's a good chance I've forgotten just just like mentioned earlier. As soon as an episode's done, it's it's out of my head. Flushed. <laughs> I don't want to jump ahead too far. Chris, you had specific lingo. Uh, yeah, uh... I was going to save some of it for our section on roles, mm -hmm. but uh, there's uh, the headspace that you were mentioning of. Uh, for pony play, at least, they refer to it as pony space. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's, you know, when you get into the state of mind where... Oh, we're quizzing him. We're giving him terms and seeing if he can identify them. Oh. <laughs> uh, 
Well, that Do you was... know what pony's face means? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's pretty much... Uh, head, I mean, your listeners would know what headspace is, right? Or should I yeah, go into... Yeah, we've gone over yeah. it previously. So, so that's when uh, a person's engaging in pony play, uh, gets into that pony headspace. They might uh, start feeling uh, like they're whatever animal they're emulating. Of course, pony, if we're talking about pony space... Uh, sometimes they might go subvocal. For some people, it may not be that. They might just find themselves being a little bit more uh, playful. And some people still might not even reach a headspace at all. Right. I feel like this kind of ties in a little bit with um, one of our previous episodes on hue cows. Because um, sometimes people will reach that headspace and they actually will let out a moo. Um, you know, whenever they're, you know, playing. You guys talk about some cow. cool stuff. Yeah, uh, Max, do you know the term hue cow? Uh, I do know the term hue cow, though. I don't know uh, if I would have a good definition of it. I'm assuming it's basically like pet play as a cow, right? I know that there's definitely a milking part to it. It is yeah. mostly the milking part. It's not, mostly the milking. It's not really... Okay. Uh, it's a little less playful. It's, yeah. it's not quite as like uh, beneficial to both partners. Not, not in the sense it's harmful. It's just there's a BDSM element where the hue cow is uh, treated as a bit more of a sub. And a yeah. lot of it doesn't really focus on the... Uh, the animal aspect it's just the lactation aspect oh so so more is it maybe a form of like uh, objectif- objectification like oh you are now a thing to provide milk yes yeah. absolutely got it but uh, I actually had a point on, on Headspace, which mm-hmm. was I'm sure that there's varying levels of fantasy to this. Because I, I watched a yes. lot of YouTube videos about this, especially because this particular fetish, um, it gets a lot of exploitation in mm-hmm. documentaries. Mm-hmm. Folks love to exploit oh. this for, for National Nat Geo, and it's not there always... There was an episode of Taboo about... Or yeah. no, not Taboo, uh, My Strange Addiction. Yeah. Which is like... It's not very respectable, respectful or respectable right. at all. And it's like... But Were they just stretching for episodes? Because that's my, not an addiction. My question was about Headspace specifically, and I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this. I just want to hear it confirmed. Is is there a different terminology for pony play, pep, uh, pony play, puppy play, in which it's more fantastic in the sense of the dog hmm. can talk? It's like a Jake the dog versus an actual dog. Are, are there situations where the animal can speak and it's kind of more cartoony? Or does that start to get a yiffing? There, there is absolutely um, situations where it, I, I think the term might be like a, a shallow and deep headspace. Okay, um, for that, but there's definitely people that make the choice to to talk and be vocal while they're playing. Um, the sub vocal is like are not sub vocalization. That's the wrong term. But the the losing the ability to talk. Well, in headspace is actually, in in my experience, quite rare. Uh, most of the scenarios that I've seen and interacted with, uh, the the person that's participating in the animal role play um, still vocalizes on some level. Outside of like a safe word, of course, but just you know, right, communicating right. about like, their costume, about what's going to happen next, about the role play. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And in some of these are more casual, and I'm sure there's people that you know, take it um, a little bit less casual. Um, you know, we met a couple actually just at Thunder the other week where pony play for them, they had turned it into a very um, deep, like dominant submissive situation, right? Where she's like the pony and she's not allowed to ask for things. She's not allowed to talk and all, all that sort of stuff. Whereas the way that Lily and I play is much more when she's the pony, you know, she's just kind of 
playful and she'll still talk. Sometimes when she's out doing, you know, routines and pony stuff, she, you know, talks less and less and less, but, uh, you know, we still have it that I'm able to, you know, approach her, talk to her and she'll know what I'm saying. <laughs> well, or just, she'll, she'll search you for craisins, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Good memory. Craisins <laughs> <laughs> are her treat. Yeah. It seemed to me from my research that th- this was like, act, it like what you were talking about, Tommy, uh, with the uh, speaking and everything seems to lend itself more towards yiffing. like yiffing and that kind of thing. Where the goal for this is to put yourself in the headspace of the animal, not a cartoon or so, fantasy dog, a real dog. Yeah, you're not like or you're not horse. disallowed from talking, but like you're start, you're trying to yeah embody it's, the spirit of it. It's more than just wearing a tail and walking on all fours. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, that's why the costumes are so different, too. That, right. That's one of the most striking parts of pony play and puppy play is that you look at yiffing, or just at furries in general, two entirely different subgroups, but it's very much cartoony, and it's people walking bipedal, and they're communicating, and their characters have human names and wear human clothes. But in puppy play, pony play, it's a very different costume style that is much more grounded, involves walking on all fours, and it involves mm-hmm. speaking less, or in only making the noises that animals make, possibly. Right. Right. I, I think it's safe to say in general, like furry is about being a human with animal qualities and pet and pony play is about being a human that acts like an a, an animal. Yeah. yeah like, a, yeah, furry's personification and this is animalification mm-hmm. or whatever the opposite of personification yeah. would be. <laughs> it's, an, it's, a, it's the same product with very different ingredients, I'd say. I don't know. I don't know why I said that. Ignore that. Cut that, Chris. Cut that. <laughs> I never do. Eh, you won't. <laughs> get, get back to the lingo. Uh, okay, well, I guess we can look over some of the roles. Uh, so, uh, from what I saw, there were three types of ponies. Uh, cart ponies, riding ponies, and show ponies. And then... Uh, are we not going to go into what each of those are? I'm very curious. I thought we were going to ask Max. Okay. Is, is this my cue? Yes. <laughs> so you say there's three. I would say there's unlimited, and I would at least add to that list list uh, race pony because that's my my jam. When I get out there and I get my uh, pony stuff on, I just want to run around and race everyone. Um, but uh, yeah, so you have your cart ponies. They like to pull carts. or kind of a bit of a service thing going on there. Carts is also one of my favorite things to do, and it's kind of one of the big popular things as a pony to do. Once pretty much everyone that gets to pull a cart really likes it, uh, unless of course they're a show pony, a very strict show pony. In which case, uh, they like to participate in. Uh, well, they put on shows. They'll learn their steps. They'll um, you know actually go out show show the steps that they can do. Um, that sort of thing, and what they're is that usually again? dressage. Dressage, thank dressage. you. That that's, word is yep. driving me crazy. Okay, it's one of my favorite words. <laughs> dressage. Yep. And um, nice uh, what was the other one that you mentioned? Uh, so, uh, cart ponies, riding ponies, show ponies, and then you added on uh, race ponies. Yeah. And of course, you'll also have ponies that do like barrel racing. And my pony brother, Tromper, he's uh, a puller. So there's like in real, with real bio horses, they have competitions to see how much weight a pony can pull. He'll actually participate in competitions where they keep adding weight onto the skid and seeing how much he can pull. And he's on all fours. Uh, he's standing for that. Okay. So, so there's so my cart- movement can be allowed within this. Yeah. 
Okay. I did not know so that. If you didn't uh, re- realize, uh, Tommy's the one who doesn't do any research. I show up <laughs> and I'm funny. <laughs> well, I mean, it, that that's actually important, though, because we want to make sure that the listeners understand that there, you know, is different ways of doing this. For the most part, pony players are, are on two legs. Um, pup players tend to be on all fours and other animals and stuff on all fours. So that's not strictly necessarily always true. But, uh, you know, for the most part, you have ponies that, need to be on two legs so they can hold a cart so they can do their dressage steps. It's really hard to do that stuff when you're on all fours. (laughs) That's why I was startled there is the idea of someone on all fours carrying the heaviest possible cart would wreck your knees. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be tough. I mean, there's people that probably do. I haven't personally seen that. I've seen um, a couple pony players that are on all fours and they like to be, um, and this is another subcategory, I suppose they like to be like, um, uh, what are they called? It's a, that, that kid's toy where it's it's like a rocking horse. They like to pretend to be a rocking horse. Huh. So I have people actually like bondage them to a rope, bondage them to a skid, and you know people can sit on them and rock on them. That's, that's so cool. That's some <laughs> Home Depot sex shop stuff. Yeah, right well, you know what they call Home Depot? Uh, you've told me this before, and I always forget it. <laughs> it's Dom Depot. There it is. <laughs> I like it. Uh, so to continue on with uh, roles, uh, the we have the roles for the uh, person or the, the dom. With the what, what is the term for the person who is trainer? Is, well, yeah. there's trainer? I, I've actually have four supposed terms: uh, trainers, owners, groomers, and riders. Oh, I like rider. That's the most fun. <laughs> uh, riders, someone who rides a riding pony. They don't necessarily have to be any of the other roles. Uh, they don't have to be the owner or anything. They, you know, they just have to ask right. the owner for permission. Uh, the owner doesn't necessarily have to be the trainer. They just own the pony. Well, you can infer that whatever your Quote, engagement own. is with the with the yeah. pu- puppy or pony is what you the, are. Yeah, these can all overlap, and these all do all overlap. But uh, absolutely, like mine would be pet sitter. <laughs> <laughs> Someone laughed. If not out of guilt, I'm going to take it. Uh, uh, groomers just uh, are in charge of pony care. And uh, then uh, trainers are the ones who, uh, at least from what I, from the article I was reading, said that it teaches the ponies the etiquette of the culture, essentially, where it was saying that uh, you, you're, not, you're not necessarily a pony just off the bat. You have to be trained to be a pony. Uh, is that, does that sound about right, Max? Um, hmm. I'm, I'm trying to, to think of, of how to say this. I'm sure that some people take that very seriously. Uh, in all my experience and the people that I've known that have done pony play, we don't take it very seriously at all. You know, so like if you want to like, just run around with us and be a pony for a bit. You're a pony. Uh, but, you know, the trainers in, in the, that's the term we're talking about. Trainer. Yeah. 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 So trainer, we actually use that term quite a bit, but that's literally the person that's training you to do steps. And a lot of pony play can be focused around that. So like if you're um, a show pony, uh, your trainer would be uh, next to you showing you the dressage steps. Like I want you to step higher here. This, you know, might have a riding crop or something like that. Or the trainer might be taking you around in the cart. That's kind of what I was curious about. Like at what point does this get a little bit BDSM related? Like, um, when when do the riding crops come in? Because obviously this is like the perfect kind of situation to use something like a riding crop. 
Yeah, it makes it makes sense to use a riding crop in this. I mean, that depends on uh, the dynamic between the what the, you know what the pony wants and what the handler wants. Um, in you know, it's easy to assume that all trainer slash pony situations are you know with the trainer being the dom and the um, pony being the submissive. But when I'm a pony, it's almost like. I'm the dominant one because I'm just doing whatever the hell I please. And you know, Lily's just chasing me around trying to keep me under control. Wild horses can't <laughs> be broken. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting laughs little by little. I already made reference to the wild horses. Well, I, it needed to be said that okay. about, a, okay. about a horse that's <laughs> so dumb. I have a question. Does she ever ride on top of you? Like right on your back? Cause she's really small, right? You know, in a pony, she is she is really small. Um, in a pony play scenario, I don't think that she has. She, oh. I give her pony back rides, you know, as a human all the time, though. <laughs> <laughs> am, am I wrong to assume that uh, pony play is a little bit more intense than puppy play? That puppy play is a little bit more, or a little bit less high intensity? I mean, in my experience, I wouldn't say there's really any difference there. I, I would say that when you start talking about, and some of the stuff that was alluded to earlier when you were defining trainer, you know, there are people that participate in the high protocol sort of stuff. And I would say that in general, pony play kind of came from a, a higher protocol position. You know, I almost think that pony play came into existence and, and I don't know, I haven't looked up the history of it, but it, it seems like, you know, there was kind of like a Dom submissive thing that kind of turned into a po pony, you know, I'm going to make you be this thing. Um, whereas most of the pony play and pet play that I've engaged in has been, you know, the person wanting to be that animal, right? So there is such a thing as force pet and pony play. And that's like a whole other like aspect to this. Uh, but you, you tend to see that more in pony play. I suppose the pups are just rambunctious. <laughs> oh, okay. That, so that would make, that would make a little bit of a difference whenever we get to our FDI and actually thinking about, um, you know, forcing force. somebody, yeah, to do something against their will versus. Is, is that even applicable yeah. under today's topic though? I think it is. Forced play? I think so. And, and I want to make it clear that when it's force play, that's forced in quotations, right? Like you discuss ahead of time, like, I want you to make me be a pony, um, which is, you know, you're still giving consent, but it's different than I'm going to be a pony now. Will you be my handler? Well, it sounds like the big difference there is that consent is being played with in a role play setting, where right. pony play and puppy play doesn't have that. Um, yeah. And the other one could be a form of objectification, right? But one, one's maybe more role play. One's kind of like, I want you to objectify me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think that I even like even that kind of terminology kind of comes out in our daily lives anyways, aside from fetishes and whatnot, by referring to someone as your pet. Yeah. Like, I feel like that can kind of be a little bit of a, a thing well, that's still used. People act like animals all the time, especially in yeah. romantic situations. I mean, that's, that's, people make animal noises. You've got the wolf whistle. You've right. got, um, people act like animals to service industry people all the time. Okay. okay. Yeah, yes. <laughs> that's a good one. But like, nuzzling is a thing. I mean, I've yeah. done that in romantic situations, and that's definitely an animal move and not a person move. Mm -hmm. Nuzzle with. Sex is one of those things that, you know, we can't hide from it, it. It ties us back to our animalistic roots that we've had. So there's things that go along with that, that we just can't get rid of. Well, it stands to reason that, uh, the developing mind, you arguably might see sexuality in animals before you see it in people, especially with the way yeah. that, uh, in American society that we, we are so blocked 
from the I saw I saw everything on Discovery Channel before I ever saw anything on you know Playboy. No, I mean, there's a whole <laughs> song about it. Yeah, <laughs> do it I, like they do. Don't so, try. So what we're saying is is that. Um, I don't know, maybe the U.S. has no problem with sexual objectification, but when it comes to actual sexuality, we have constipation. Was that a joke? Or was Max, that, I thought you were going Max for it. chuckled. Yeah, somebody got it. Thank God. I'm sorry, I have no jokes, no good jokes today. Well, I thought you were trying to say something profound, and I was, I was actually, I was baited and hooked for like a, like a big reveal by society. And then it got to a poop joke, and I was like, oh, damn it. Damn it. This is going to be something. Damn it. Uh, I'll always laugh at poop jokes, can't help it. Are we good with uh, lingo? Do we want to move on to... I want to talk about costumes, because the costumes in this fetish oh, are, yes, the, uh, are the tack, right? The, the, tack. the tack for ponies, yep. I mean, because I'll be honest here, a lot of my exposure to this has been videos about puppy play, because that's, that's the one sure. that I honestly just find more interesting. Um, sure. And, and the costumes are fantastic. Because it's nothing like furries. I'm sure someone has never seen this as listening, mm-hmm. and they're imagining the, those big mascot hats, and that's not it at oh, all. God, it's way too of, hot to pup in. Way yeah. too hot to pup in. <laughs> it's this. Uh, it's this BDSM wear where it's yeah, yeah like it looks on like, like a latex body suits that have been like modified or like even le- leather. Well, I'll tell you what it reminds me of. It reminds me of masquerade masks, oh. like a BDSM masquerade yeah. Oh, yeah. mask. We'll definitely talk about that when we get to the product corner. Oh, you got some? Are oh, we not yeah. Going to okay. The tag. No, we are talking about tack. Okay. You tell me about tack. What is tack, anyways? Tack, from what I saw, tack is the overall equipment. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I would say tack is, is a term that's more specific to pony play. When you talk about puppying, it's usually gear. Ooh. It's the pup gear. Yeah, I remember hearing that. You got your, your Kong and your, uh, what are other dog brand? Kong is the name of those dog toys. I know. And then what's the other one? Martha Stewart. Well, I mean, <laughs> Kong and Martha Stewart. Kong. The two most famous <laughs> puppy players. Martha Stewart makes the nicest dog toys. You can buy them at the Petco. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so at least for the tack side, so for the pony play side, you got uh, all kinds of stuff that is like normally used for you know horses. Uh, a lot of people do use uh, uh, real like bits and that kind of thing. Yep. So uh, you got bridles, blinders, reins, bits, Crop, uh, like a lot of those, like I said, is, is everything redesigned for use with humans, or is some of it just like horse products that are being repurposed? Uh, the bits so, they do use real. Sorry, Max, did you want? Oh yeah, I was just gonna say. I mean, it, it depends, but yeah, oftentimes you can take like actual bio pony stuff, and with a little bit of adjustment, uh, making the strap smaller, it can uh, work. Uh, things like bits you can reuse, though if you do, you want to be careful because oftentimes those bits are metal, really bad for your teeth. So if you use an actual bio horse bit or something like that, you're going to want to wrap it in some plastic or something like that to prevent uh, protect your teeth. Yeah. Uh, but they also make you know human specific um pony play gear and there's makers that all they do is make uh you know they make a living out of making gear that fits humans well and a lot of it's done with silicone i think now right oh there will be silicone masks and that sort of thing but i'm thinking more like head stalls like you have leather bridles and stuff like that um and one thing i want to mention about this is that you know as we talk about tack and that sort of thing it's not um you know, it's not necessary that you actually have any of this to participate in pony and pup play and pet play and all that stuff. It actually, 
um, you know, it, it can help quite a bit. It can help you get in that headspace and part of the act of putting it on and taking it off can be part of that scene. But I've seen plenty of putt players, plenty of pony players, there's a lot of peas in that sentence, uh, <laughs> that, that go with nothing and it, it works. Or you could just use a piece of rope in your mouth or something like that. Yeah, there's a lot that could be done with just a piece of rope yeah. or maybe something like, I don't know, something as easy and simple as a collar or a Five leash. bucks in Home Depot or Petco. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> That's one of the nice things about it. Now, I will say as far as the tack that uh, me and Lily own, uh, I have a latex horse gas mask. It's actually a new purchase of mine. Um, it actually can function as a gas mask, but it has this very like intense uh, kind of latex look to it. And I had um, a friend actually build um, a head stall for it that has the mane attached to it, green and black mane, and a tail that I uh, wear as a belt. I don't actually wear um, anything else as far as like uh, latex or leather or zentai bodysuits or anything like that, but a lot of ponies do. Uh, Lily just uses a head stall, and we usually wrap up her arms and legs, um, you know, kind of like what they do with a horse. I'm not sure what that term is, but it kind of looks like leg warmers. Yeah. Um, and you have, uh, she actually has has uh, hooves that she can wear, which look really cool. Um, different fun stuff like that. Yeah, and, and just a cursory glance on Google Images, a lot of the stuff looks really, uh, I guess, witchy, for, for lack of a better word. There's kind of a, a gothic element to it. Is, it. is it always that way, or is that just kind of the Google Images way that it took me? It, can it uh, be... Festive and pink and purple and, and happy. Oh, colors. yeah. Uh, Lily wears her headstall. She has a pink feather plume on top of her head. Yeah. So she's she's got that going on. All of her gear is purple. Mine's black and green. Um, you know, I, I've certainly seen ponies that wear like the black and all that stuff. But I mean, we have ponies of every color. It, it's not all Halloween. There, there's some. No, there's some princess ponies, too. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, the next part of the tech I was going to touch on was what uh, Max was touching on, which is, uh, like, headpieces, like, the stuff that makes it more of a human-pony hybrid instead of just the, like, bridle and that kind of thing, like, wearing headpieces. Yep. It looks and, like the horse from a chess set. Yeah, and, uh, like, boots with hooves uh, and that kind of thing, so that uh, it's more easy to hop into that headspace. What percentage would you say of tails are on the costume and what percentage are butt plugs? Oh, Maybe. gosh. I mean, I can only speak for what I've seen, and, and I'm by no means any uh, you know an expert on this. Uh, but uh, out of the ponies I've seen, I'd say only maybe maybe 10% were butt plug tails. Okay, that's that's more than I would have guessed. I don't know if that was an offensive well, question. People give me looks like I'm a bad guy here. No, but <laughs> I think it's a fair question to ask. <laughs> you were looking me in the eyes What's when you said you, it, Chris? so I was like, you want me to answer that or Max? Well, and from what I've seen in the research that I did, basically it really depends on the scene itself. Are you doing Absolutely. this with just one other person or like you're just you and your handler? Or is this going to be in a more of a group pony play yeah. kind of scene where you're probably going to not want to have something like well, that. Well, a butt plug is a pretty intense thing to be part of a costume you're going to be hanging out of. <laughs> yes. Right. yes. Let me but tell you, butt plug doesn't work very well if you're going to be jumping hurdles. Yeah. Uh, but- <laughs> 
that race I mean, you could probably turn tail. that into and, a you know a, a domination scene or something like that. But yeah, and, 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 and you're exactly right because so we would call butt plug tails plug tails, and we call the other tails show tails, and that kind of tells you what they're for right when you when you have a show tail it's something that you might be able to actually you know wear if you're pulling a cart through a park or something like that or if you're jumping hurdles or doing that sort of thing a butt plug tail is going to be more you know kind of bedroom pony play gotcha. See, i was even thinking that uh for like competitions you have different weight classes so you've got the show tail weight class and then you got the butt the plug tail <laughs> weight class yeah, they drop the word butt it's yes. just a plug tail yes. so, it's, so you have to like uncover that like why do they call it a plug tail but, you've got to ask somebody but so yeah you have the like hard mode of like the uh, the dressage and all that <laughs> hard yeah. mode yeah, yeah. oh dear that's, that's hard <laughs> that's just that's my my suggestion for the community at large. Uh, well, you could do those polling uh, competitions with the actual plug. Oh, there yeah. you go. <laughs> yeah, you'd practice, be straining practice all your, the muscles. Yeah, practice your kegels. <laughs> now, are yeah. unicorns openly accepted, or is that considered too? You know, that that's ridiculous. That's too much. Oh no, we have we have a unicorn in our Rocky Mountain Pony herd. She's awesome. She actually has a unicorn uh, horn sex toy made by Split Peaches as her horn. <gasps> yeah, Dana's face lit up like it was Christmas. I morning. keep hearing about Split Peaches on your show, and I'm like, I gotta go check out that thing. That sounds- oh yeah, they're they're really cool. My personal favorite is their ass grenade, which is just basically a grenade that is a butt plug. That's awesome. <laughs> Does it expand? Does it no, it doesn't expand or anything. It just has. The, I mean, that texture is pretty crazy on its own. <laughs> you don't. You don't need the shrapnel. What about maybe yeah. there's a gimmick to it? Like, well, like it, it's like those it dinosaurs make- that expand when you put them in water. <laughs> you put this grenade up a butt, and then they get oh, bigger. God. I'm very ignorant about these things. I go in with a childlike wonder. <laughs> Speaking of which, don't use that term. Don't on our use show. the term "childlike wonder." <laughs> okay, I'll put it in the banned words pile. So, uh, should we talk about the mind space? The actual like mind space to like the reasons that people do this. It's like they do it. Well, to feel I mean, the more- way I was going to go into it is that I mean, the relationship people have with animals is very intimate. And I can imagine somebody wanting to experience that intimacy in that same fashion, but not with an actual animal. Because, like, as we've expressed, bestiality is one of the absolute no-nos that's never allowed. But really being interested in that kind of intimacy and wanting to apply it or experience it. Well, and I think it's no mistake that the animals that we're talking about today, specifically ponies, you know, and dogs, are some of the most, like, longest domesticated critters that we've had that are basically part of you know part of the family like you see horses as like family and you see pets like family yeah uh, ponies and or horses and uh uh, dogs have been part of human society for thousands and thousands of years and two very different kinds of relationships too sure but at the same time i think it's it's interesting to see the way that the relationships are very similar like okay you know, the relationship between a human being and a horse that they're relying on or something like that. And then seeing the way that that kind of relationship is mimicked in the form of pony play or, you know, also the same with dogs, like with, you know, puppy play, you see, okay, this is what you do 
to a real dog. So this is, you know, something that you can mimic whenever you're actually taking part in puppy play um, and the way that those kind of um, human and animal relationships are mimicked, but then also have, you know, I don't know, I guess it's just a little bit of a different um, mental jungle gym in a sort of approach. Am, am I? I'm yes, you, you you started to get a little bit hayward haywire at I'm the sorry. end there, but it's yeah. good. I got what you were saying. <laughs> it was beautiful. Uh, but no, I mean, and as we talk about every week, it, people can be stressful, and obviously, you should never put uh, you know any kind of misunderstanding of, of society as the basis for an entire fetish. But I'm sure for a lot of people, it's difficult to be a person. It's difficult mm-hmm. to talk to other people, mm-hmm. and so having that block put in of, of oh, it's an animal. There's less stress. It's easier to relax. Even if it is, you know, quote unquote, pretend, it's role play. But it's just like how Dungeons and Dragons lets us feel more brave. Yeah, I've, often, I've often wanted to be spoiled like a, like a pony. some rich lady's house dog. Like, I'm not going to lie. I <laughs> would wanted, love that life. You can make that happen. You can make <laughs> yeah. that happen. I want to tear through they, a house like a puppy that someone shouldn't have gotten. They yeah. have websites explicitly for finding a uh, sugar daddy. <laughs> But oh, not no. a sugar daddy who would treat her like a puppy or a pony. Uh, sugar master, maybe? Sugar master. They can, I, I think they, that our... Su- no, it's a salt master. They come around with a salt lick. Oh, God. <laughs> a salt so master I, I think sounds that... a little bit too much like a salt oh. master for Jeez. me. Oh, Jeez, Tommy. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. You said a salt master. Uh, yeah, from what I was reading, of a lot of, a lot of people who are like... Uh, or finding quotes from uh, people talking about the headspace is that they get to experience uh, being free or wild or yes. an other that uh, you don't get to experience in your day to day life. Like you get to release your animal side. And it's uh, simpler. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I can't speak for everyone else, but you know, uh, Lily and I, we talk about this quite a bit. Like, why is it that we, we love this so much? And, you know, one of the ways that, that like Lily put it to me, and oftentimes the days that she's interested in this kind of play has been really stressful day at work. She works in the finance industry in her vanilla day job, right? And so she's like dealing with a lot of stuff. And then she'll just want to come home and she wants to be in a place where she doesn't have to adult anymore. She doesn't have to worry about financial this, financial that, boss that, am I going to get fired, blah, blah, blah. Sometimes you just want to run around, think about craisins, you know, like get groomed a little bit, get spoiled a little bit. You know, I think that that's probably a large draw for a number of people. When when And, and Lily's recently gotten even more into to pup play. She now even identifies more as a pup than a pony. Um, and she's just been enjoying that aspect of disconnecting from all the stressors of day-to-day life. Well, there's a sheer ridiculousness to it that I'm sure is like really fun. I'm sure another part of it is that this isn't all about sex. This fetish, more than than a lot of other ones, there might be entire instances where there's not even any sexuality about it. It's just about the role play. I can tell you, when I was at Thunder in the Mountains uh, two weekends ago, right, we probably had 50 pups there, and we had at least 30 ponies. There was not a single scene involving sex that I saw the whole weekend that involved pups or ponies. 
most of the play that takes place is non-sexual, at least during the play itself. Oftentimes, as part of aftercare, sex is oftentimes brought in. That's not 100% of the time, and Lily and I have certainly played before sexually, but we've done that like once, whereas we've played Pup and Pony without sex probably hundreds of times. Yeah, and uh, this uh, it's like you said with D&D, Tommy, where it's like I've mentioned on this show, like it reminds me of Don Draper from Mad Men, where spoiler alert in the first season, uh, it's revealed that he's not who he says he is, that he uh, uh, stole someone's identity when he was in Vietnam. And before he went to Vietnam, he was like meek and wasn't like a ladies man or anything. And he stole this other soldier's identity and came back to the United States as him and was able to be like this, you know, Man's quote, man. man's man who like drinks and womanizes where before he was like, you know, soft spoken and couldn't put himself out there. And that that's like this and a lot of old, other role playing like that. It lets you do that. It but lets you be something other than yourself. That's kind a of metamorphose here. Yeah. yeah. That, that's a major part <laughs> of a, a lot of uh, a lot of folks identity is the ability to switch into another one. That, that's the thing I do. Mine's not sexual, but if I'm on vacation, I'll go by another name and I'll wear my hair different. And I'll wear something I've never worn before to be somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's you could argue it. Uh, folks who get really into video games. That's what they're doing, too. Yeah, uh, escapism. Yeah, it's just to be able to step it out of your own shoes and into another headspace. Well, and the the sense of catharsis that comes with that as well. Yeah, and it doesn't always have to be sexual, Mm -hmm. as we've expressed in this. What names do you go by? Uh, Well, that would ruin the point of going by those other names, wouldn't it? (laughs) They're the more mysterious (laughs) people. Is it something like badass? No, I I actually, I think I fancy myself as really good at coming up with real-sounding fake names. I'm John America. No, because that would probably get me slapped in the face. <laughs> Why? Because if someone introduced themselves as John America in that voice, I'd assume they were going to b- try and sell me a cigarette or something. <laughs> but they're good for you. Um, <laughs> you mentioned Mad Men. I had oh, to bring that up. I, I, thought, I thought that was in the Korean War. Was it Vietnam? What I, I, I think I it was the remember. Korean War. Anyways, I, I don't remember. Beside the point. Very yeah. beside the point. Um, can we get into products? Oh, Dana's product corner. I have to keep Wait, an eye on the time. Uh, do you have a by the numbers? Um, I don't have a by the numbers. Cool, I do. Yes. Okay, by the numbers. Uh, could somebody, As presented by Chris. Max, could you give us some music from, from like NPR before they do the stock market? Boo doo uh, I don't know. <laughs> That'll do. I, I haven't watched that. <laughs> you got three notes in, and that was all we needed. It was a stinger. All right, Chris has got uh, our, our hard data. Let me pull it up real quick. Hurry, oh, guys, bam. Come on, Chris. Guys, bam. You got to write things down on paper. Makes it more authentic. Well, I thought Dana was going to have this because she always has it. I almost always have it. Almost. And so the- we go on to FetLife and look up the groups that are associated with uh, the different kinks that we're researching. And sometimes I go on Pornhub and measure it against, like, the standard stuff. Yeah, like, if we, like, type in Pony Play on Pornhub, like, how many videos? For instance... Oh, gosh, is there anything on Pornhub? Probably. Oh, probably. When we yeah, did, uh, Pornhub's got a fuck ton of videos. When we did Clown Play, I definitely found two mime videos on Pornhub. Wow. So, yeah. This- two out of the seven trillion videos on Pornhub are about mimes. Rule 34, man. Every There's something for everyone. It's loading. Oh, Chris. And something about everything. Okay, so for the group, specifically Just Pony Play. No puppies. 
So it's a group for anyone who likes, loves, indulges in, or is curious about pony play. Pony play is human to animal role play, an erotic form of role play. You know, you thanks get for it. telling me what I already know. Poindexter. Okay, so I'm how say, many do you think? How many people do you think are in this group? In I love being, life? I love being on this side of it. I'm gonna say thirty-two hundred. Okay, uh, I'm gonna guess five hundred and seventy-two. Uh, Max, do you want to take a shot? Uh, one of the things that we are never sure about is how many actual members there are on FetLife. So. Right. <laughs> uh, gosh, I have no idea. I've never looked at the numbers for any of these groups. I have very little concept of where to start with on this. But what, what was the highest number given? I said 3,200. It's got to be more than that. Didn't, say, didn't someone say like... I uh, said well, 532. We sometimes 532 use, is going to be way more than that. Yeah. We sometimes use prices right rules, so you can guess a dollar above somebody else, and then you still win. There's no uh, prize though. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go. I'm right. going to go with sixty thousand. Sixty thousand. Wait, what did you say? Thir- or three? I said thirty-five hundred. I'm bad with numbers. There's no base to measure against. This whole game is pretty much pointless. Yeah, yeah I meant let's, six thousand. Let's get, say six thousand. All right. So the total is Tommy. You are very close. Ooh! If you had added six thousand. Oh my gosh! So it is six thousand five hundred and thirty-one. Tommy's guess was five hundred and thirty-two. But that's pretty big for FetLife. Yeah. Wow. But so Max was dead on. Wow. Nice job, Max. I mean, and I get it. I mean, of all the fetishes we've looked into, I really like this one. It's it's brimming with positivity. So wow. I guess I probably should have started with Pet Palace, which is overall pony play, puppy play, that kind of play. Uh, uh, any guess on those numbers? It's bigger. Eight thousand. I'm going to guess we're going to break into five digits here and say 10,002. Max? I'd say 10,000's got to be pretty close. Well, Max won again because it's 9,655. <laughs> <which is laughs> no, but that means I went over, right? Uh, no, we don't play Price is Right rules. It doesn't well. count. If you're, you're closer. That's good. Yeah, Price is Right rules are uh, bullshit. Again, only, the- only when Chris guesses one does it actually apply. You know, you don't have to talk <laughs> into the speaker. He can hear you by talking into the microphone. <laughs> don't be mean to Dana. She's excited. She I'm has- imagining somebody sitting to my right. Yeah, I just noticed her looking over at the speaker that Max is. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Hi! Uh, and then, uh, so the last pony group is Pony Boys and Pony Girls. Uh, I believe this group is specifically for those that are the ponies, uh, not themselves, the, not the trainers. Yes. How do you type with hooves? Uh, very, it's that really was hard. a solid joke. All right? That was a good joke. I, I was like trying to what? Yes, and you until you interrupted me. But very well, big keyboard. Okay, I'll take it. Okay. <laughs> so, so we're guessing. Uh, uh, Max should go first since he's won the last two. All right, so six thousand was the other one. All right, I'm gonna say on this one. 2000. All right, well, I'm going to go by the logic here. If the pup, if the pup, I'm sorry, the pony play group is about 6,500, well, and this is only the ponies, so you cut that number right down the middle. So I'm going to guess 3,250. Sorry, sorry, 2,600. Dana? Okay, I'm going to say 700. 
Uh, so it was Max again. Damn it. Dang it. Because uh, <laughs> you have to account for people who uh, are in one group and then don't go into the other. Mm-hmm. So most people are going to join the pony play group, not necessarily join the uh, pony boys and girls. It is 1,834. Ooh. Wow. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get into products. Um, I'm just going to jump right in, and I'm sorry. Uh, we're I've got to get out of here pretty soon. But um, <laughs> I found a couple of different things, starting with, of course, something basic like a collar, um, which a lot of collars can be made out of leather or something else. Kind of uh, rope is fine, too. Um, and lots of them have tags that you can have made uh, with whatever name you like to be called. Um, not to mention leashes. Um, this can be chain. They can be leather. Uh, there's lots of different kinds of styles out there. Um, not to mention, I found these adorable little puppy play pair of leather locking paw mitts. They basically force your hand into... A paw shape. Um, like a paw shape, yeah, but you're basically kind of like on your knuckles. And so it kind of are, makes... Sorry? Are those the... Sto- I was just was going to ask, are those the stockroom ones? Um... Something like that. They're from Subspace Leathers. I bet you they're the same ones that I have. They're awesome. Uh-huh. They kind of look neat. Um, and they have connectors where you can, like, actually, like, I guess, add um, a chain connection from paw to paw. But I thought that was kind of an interesting um, option for people that want to... They remind um, me of little tiny boxing gloves. Yeah, they... <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> um, there's a bunch well, of... Well, that would make them a boxer. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there's also a good one. <laughs> uh, yeah, there was a bunch of different bridles in a million different styles. What about um, saddles? Uh, I didn't find any saddles. I didn't see any. Uh, I did see some references to saddles and that they're usually not custom made. If yeah, they're, they're not very common, yeah. but there, there are saddles. Um, there's also lots of harnesses, lots of different types of harnesses, head harnesses, body harnesses, um, to help, um, I guess... Contort the body into the shape that it... Not necessarily. <laughs> not force it, but just to help that position. Yeah, okay, to... I think a lot of them are meant for, um, basically the trainers to use, like, to the hold on to them. And, yeah. yeah, so if you're not wearing a saddle, I mean, you're wearing some kind of a collar or something to so that basically this can... Um, it's hard to ride a horse bareback. Sure. Well, and yes, if that. there's any safety warning in this, it's that uh, choke chains made for dogs. Dogs have crazy powerful necks. Mm-hmm. So if you tried to do puppy play with an actual dog chain, you could fuck someone's neck up. So oh, buy yeah. a human design leash. Do not recommend using a choke chain. Um, um, also, I just want to say on the, the harnesses, uh, oftentimes they're not necessarily used for anything other than just for looks. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like the idea of like, okay, I'm identifying you as the pony. Like, this is yeah. the harness you're going to wear. Um, so I thought that was kind of neat. A lot of them have, uh, the head harnesses have attachments for things like uh, plumage and things like that, which I think is really fun. Um, and also there's lots of different kinds of ball gags and bit gags that you can get um, that actually resemble kind of the way that a horse would have a bit in its mouth, but it's actually kind of just a soft silicone gag um, for you to wear. Um, and not to mention numerous, as we've mentioned on here, um, 
plugs with tails that can be attached or you can actually buy some tails that change. You can like change. Oh, it's interchangeable with the tail is. Yeah. That's so fun. Oh. If you want to change the style or type of tail that you're using, you can take it in and out of the plug. I was um, imagining some sort of magical tail that was actually like changing. It's fiber light with like a LED at the center of it. So oh, like see. those little that's what he's imagining. Voice. What she's actually saying is, is it interchangeable. Yeah, no, yeah. I got her. I got her. Although I really think that they need to make one. The first thing I thought of when I thought about that is like Barbie um, uh, <laughs> horse. Like, you know, if you dip their hair sometimes yes. in cold water, it changes color. That should be a thing as well. Anyway, That would be very popular. Um, yeah, really? That's some temperature play There we right go. There. There's a million dollar idea. Uh, not to mention there are a bunch of different kinds of dog masks. Uh, some in leather, some in plastic, some in hybrids of, of different things. Um, but they come in all kinds of styles with different ear styles. They're and a little bit more styles. affordable than I thought they'd be. They're, they're kind of yeah. priced like shoes, where like a low-end one would probably be about 30 to 40 and a high-end one is about five, 600 That one's only 18 uh-huh. bucks. And there's a $20 one, which is like the Walmart shoes you get for 8 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a starter one, just to kind of see if you like it. And then from there, you can go up. Um, and I thought that was interesting, the one that you mentioned that you had has like a gas mask effect. Does that mean it yes. actually has any kind of breathing control? So it, it could. I'd remove the valves on it, um, but I, some people will use it that way, I okay. suspect, and other things that you would use a gas mask and fetish for. Okay. Um, and then um, I have two more things. Uh, one of the pony bridles I found actually has blinders on it, which I guess that like you know keeps you from using too much of your seen, uh, peripheral keeps vision. Keeps your eyes on the prize. Yeah, keeps you focused. Uh, yeah, I read a lot of testimonial about uh, blinder, blinders. Yeah. Yeah, and the effect that has kind of on someone's headspace of like, okay, I can't look to the right or to the left. I can only see what's directly in front of me, and I have to trust my trainer to make sure that I'm going the right way. So um, yes. I did find one absolutely nonsense. Well, I'm not going to say that. It's, it's, it's kind it's of ridiculous. Fun. It's ridiculous. Um, and this is an embroidery pattern displaying pony play, um, which I think <laughs> is absolutely hilarious. It has this lady in a large dress, and she's actually riding um, someone else that is dressed up like a pony and uh, is kind huh. of flogging this person. But it's an embroidery pattern. So if you're looking to decorate your home um, on <laughs> Etsy, you can find the strange tale of Aristotle and Phyllis. Um, and the pony play pattern for embroidery. So, uh, absolutely kind of hilarious. So, real quick, do we want to do pop culture and then finish up with FDI? I think we can skip pop culture. Unless, Dana, if you just need I to have, run. I have to run, but y'all can finish up. If Dana, we can run, we can finish up. We'll, we'll just Photoshop you in. All right. We'll edit you leave you out. <laughs> it was nice talking to you. Uh, could yeah, you- nice talking to you, Dana. Thank you. Can we just record you saying a few, like, um, yes, and I agree. <laughs> hey, 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 let's get back on track, please. Um, let's get back. We don't need to record that. That's already in there. Oh, okay. You've already got that one. <laughs> We've got that one. we got plenty of you telling us to get back on track. <laughs> well, good luck. Thank you. With whatever you're doing. With whatever it is that you, your life is taking I need to somebody to come and suction out my carpet. Is that a fetish thing? That's oh. a dirty thing. Oh. No, it's just a carpet joke. Dirty. It's a carpet. I, I know. I, that, I was making... I was, <laughs> I was role-playing, too. I was in the joke. All right. So are we going to go to pop culture? Because yeah. my immediate is the Dean... From community. community, which is not the most positive portrayal. No, it's not. It's not, it's not kink shamey, but it's not the most positive yeah, portrayal. It's only because the dean as a character is kind of obsessive. Yeah. Uh, 
But yeah, that was uh, that was gonna be mine. Uh, he's really into uh, Dalmatians in particular. Um, Bob's Burgers had a, pu- a pony play thing at one point, didn't it? Not the Equestronauts. They did something with someone in. I, don't yeah, I feel like Gene dressed up or something like that. I remember that. I know it's on American Dad a lot. Really? I think I do remember something uh, American Dad. Pony play. Yeah, they they, they reference it a lot. Uh, then there's a. Uh, uh, Dennis's ex-wife from uh, Always Sunny yes. has turned herself into a cat before she was <laughs> murdered. That's right. Uh, and then uh, we also have the Sleeping Beauty trilogy by Anne Rice. Apparently has some uh, pony play kind of thing in it. I don't know. I haven't read it. I just saw it referenced in an article I read about pony play. Uh, oh. There is a documentary about pony play that I tried really really hard to find or really hard to find and I couldn't because it is really hard to find uh, it is called Born in a Barn uh, came out in 2005 and apparently it's a fantastic documentary the only place you can get access to it is through the creator's website and you have to pay $15 shipping and handling is included though but you get the DVD and you get to have it forever yeah I don't know if you get the DVD because huh. it also looks like the website hasn't been updated since 2005 well, then, uh, have you seen, uh, Max, have you seen the Puppy Play segment that was on National Geographic under their TV series Taboo? I have not. It's, I would not recommend watching it. It's pretty <laughs> offensive. Uh, Taboo, in general, is a terrible show I've spoken out against yeah. in the past just because it's uh, it's deeply exploitative. They found members of community. They took them. They yep. took the most ridiculous moments. And one of the things they do is they uh, they put in emotional music. sound cues and they put in the puppy play ones. They put ridiculous lunatic music to try and make oh, it look great. more insane than it than it, <laughs> it's supposed to be fun. Yeah. It's these people playing characters, but they leave out the fact that these are real people role-playing they kind of just it's very similar to someone filming LARPing and saying they really think they're archers they really think that I'm familiar with this sort of thing as a furry myself you know we've we've been uh, thrown under the bus multiple times by that sort of thing so and Taboo always does that stupid thing with the oboe music where (laughs) nothing nothing you can uh, you can play that over anything and make it look like the person is a moron if you took if you took video of a fireman saving a baby goat from a burning barn. Have you put dumb oboe like, How horrible. How horrible. <laughs> yeah, um, I can't think of many other examples I've seen of pony play or puppy play in movies or television. I mean, if anything, I don't think it's been handled respectfully in any media. It's probably been used for shock value, like most kinks. When a kink makes an appearance on, on a comedy series, it's for shock value to get you to laugh at it that yeah. it exists. Rather than seriously treat it like it matters. Well, uh, there is a historical example of uh, pseudo-zoophilia, which is uh, what I've... what The book, Encyclopedia of Unusual Sexual Practices, refers are you, are to Are you this. showing that to... Who are you showing that to? Myself. Okay. Because I forget the name of the book. Pseudo-zoophilia. Uh, uh, pseudo-zoophilia is... Uh, you know, refers to sexual fantasy where a partner plays the role of an animal. Uh, so it is what we're talking about. It's just I think it's an outdated term now because this is yeah. from 1992 or something. That was before the internet set yeah. sexuality on fire. So uh, the Roman emperor Nero would play a game where he dressed in the skins of wild animals and then attacked the genitals of people who had been bound to stakes. Tiberius and young boys trained to swim after him and come up underwater to suck and nibble at his genitals. 
He called them his minnows. He also had an island where he kept young men and women who roamed the woods and pretended to be nymphs and satyrs. An Egyptian, Al Goher, played a game where his friends would squat, cackle, and lay eggs by sleight of hand. He would then yell, Hello, hens. Here's your cock. As he began his orgy of anal sex. Um, wow. That was a lot. I'm uh, I'm uh, glad to know that people were getting pretty freaky before the internet corrupted us all. That's pretty impressive. The Romans and Greeks were freaky as fuck. Well, and the pagans <laughs> before you know before Jesus came around, the pagans had entire holidays dedicated to crazy shit. Do we want to move on to the FDI? Uh, yeah. Okay, so the way the FDI works is uh, really. I divide it up into five. You've got one, two, three, four, and five, obviously. And one is as harmless as a kink can be. It doesn't require any aftercare. Any aftercare. It is safe, sane, and consensual. A good example of a one is probably uh, what's the one we've done previously? Spanking. Spank. Uh, I think spanking was not applicable. Well, I think that could be even a two because you could hit someone too hard. Yeah, that's true. And there's amount. Of, there's amount of aftercare, and you didn't require a safe word. A uh, one uh, would be dirty talk. Dirty talk was a one. Dirty talk, there you go. Yeah, because it's not really something that even requires a, a safe word. When you start getting to like two and three, uh, I, I implement what you call vigilance, which is just how aware you need to be before you get into it. Uh, a good example is like a, a three was when we were playing with fire. You can't just yeah. jump into fire play. There, there's a level of, of vigilance that's required, of safety precautions, uh, heavy safe words. I'm pretty sure you guys gave it a four. I did. And then four is not recommended, but still um, moral. See, I, I like to reserve fours and fives for stuff that uh, start to border on consent issues. Yeah. Well, and I, I don't. I, I reserve consent issues just for five. A good example of a four was um, breath play. I was going to say breath play sounds like it would fit in there. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, autoerotic asphyxiation got a five. That, that's a no, no, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But then breath play that's not simulated, we gave a four. Yeah, I, I think I gave that a four not because it's inherently a consent issue, but it is harder to have a safe word. You have to take more vigilance with safe yeah. signaling, essentially, because you can't speak a safe yeah. word when you're breath is being cut off. So given all this context, you don't have to lump all of puppy play and pony play into one number. You can divide it up if need be. But what kind of numbers do you see for puppy and pony play? And if you're not ready yet, one of us can go first. Oh, so we each give our number on it? Yeah, we each give our own number and kind of our interpretation and reasons why. Yeah, I mean, it depends on what you're doing, of course, is with all this. Um, you know, if you're just sitting there meowing, that's pretty safe. But I, w- I would say I would put this in a two. There is physical activity involved, right? So you might be pulling stuff. Um, there's a possibility of tripping or falling, if, especially if you're wearing like pony boots or something like that. Um, yeah, I, I would I would put that in a, a two category, a low two. Yeah, I saw it more or less the same way. The way I divided it up is uh, costume by non-costume. Because I think that the way I see it is that puppy and pony play is a one, completely and utterly harmless without any really need for vigilance. But then once you start getting some of those more complicated costumes, some of that stuff can get mildly dangerous. You need to read the box that comes in. You need to make sure you're comfortable and familiar with it. And it was like uh, what Max said earlier, like you can use bits yeah, uh, you want to take precaution. Yes, and not just use yeah. a straight up metal bit because you'll protect your teeth. teeth. So the, the way I would really put it is, I would give puppy and pony play 
itself, just the role play aspect of it alone, I would give that a one. But then when you start getting into toys and costumes, that stuff is going to require just a bare bones level of familiarity, which earns it a two. And also, uh, one one other thing you may not have thought of um, for uh, pups and animals or whatever that end up losing the ability to speak, need to make sure that the handler knows what their food allergies are. Because there's been situations where somebody's playing with a pup they're not familiar with and gave them like a peanut butter treat and they're allergic to peanuts. Um, you know, so you got to be careful with that. <laughs> I guess any fetish that involves eating is going to have an allergen war, yeah. which merits it yep. too. Uh, Do we need to go back to our food fetish episode and retroactively <laughs> make that a two? Did we have? <laughs> we did an episode on feederism. We did on feederism. We did Which is different, <laughs> but we didn't bring up food allergies. And I'm that pretty episode. sure we gave that higher than a two because so, feederism had some wait, what's, problematic. What's feederism? Feederism is where you are intentionally feeding someone with the explicit purpose of fattening them up. Wow! Yeah, relationship. There were some long-term issues we took with that one, so maybe it wasn't a two. That might have been a higher yeah, one. We're, we're talking about some health issues because the whole intent behind it is to make someone else fat, potentially yeah. without their own consent, and potentially super morbid obesity. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Go into our backlog. It's a fun one. Yeah, I'm definitely going to do it. At first, I was going to say, oh, we should have you guys do a subject, and then we'll actually do it. But now I'm second think- second-guessing that. <laughs> well, the, the thing is, we like to do everything, um, really, except for, like, the big fives. We kind of want to cover everything that's possible, because even the fours, yeah. there, there's room for them somewhere under the yeah. right circumstances. Maybe. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but I, there's some things I don't need to try. Yes. <laughs> we can give you a long old list. Uh, Chris, what do you see Puppy Pony Play getting? A five? She, uh, as always, I give everything a five. No. Uh, <laughs> Wait, what? No, I, uh, yeah, I'm a prude. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I would give, the, I'd probably agree with you. Just a one and a two. Uh, a two, like, as always, if you're going outside and running around a lot, you got to keep hydrated. <laughs> yep. <laughs> if yep. you're wearing uh if you're wearing uh some of the suits I saw people were wearing, you know, they're not as intense as like furry suits, but they are still like full body latex suits which have issues generating uh heat. Uh yeah, they cooling. You know, you, your body can't breathe as much. So obviously you keep keep hydrated, try to keep cool. Uh, know your limits, essentially. Yeah, I would imagine the biggest safety concern with this is just know your toys. Know your toys, know your costumes, know what yeah. know, what risks, where you're going, all that stuff. As we've mentioned a lot, when you cheap out on toys, there's usually issues with the toys. Yep. Um, is, is aftercare an important part, would you say, of, of like the, the transition back to being a person? Uh, it depends on the individual. For some people, it's definitely something to be discussed, you know, especially if there's somebody that loses the ability to speak. You want to make sure that they have other methods of making it known or have arranged ahead of time the things that they need. Um, usually, you know, it's a pretty typical aftercare, maybe a little bit of crying if, you know, suddenly they realize that they have to go back to being a stressful human. Uh, oh, like know. I do every night when I go to sleep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, that, if that silence said anything, I think it's, we're probably approaching the end here. Uh, thank you so much. This was an absolute blast. You've been a fantastic guest. So, uh, Max, uh, do you want to plug your uh, plug your stuff? You want to butt plug your show? But yeah, butt plug the show. Um, yeah, so come check us out, the Trisexuals Podcast. It's at trisexualsmedia.com. and you can also follow us on Twitter. At 
at Trisexuals. And my personal Twitter is at Randy Chameleon. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. This has been awesome. Hey, thank you very much. We would love to have you back on literally any episode. (laughs) Yeah, sounds good. You know, anything, just let me know. And uh, as always, for those of you that are listening, the best way you can help out our show is by rating and reviewing and telling a friend. Telling an open-minded friend. We don't we don't need like a a fundamentalist Christian organization trying to get us taken down. We're not big enough for and that yet. This week, for those of you that are tech savvy and whose family members always make them re- uh, fix their computer, yeah, just uh, just throw a sub- subscription. Just uh, throw there. a subscription their way. Maybe they'll discover <laughs> it one day, and uh, who knows? They'll discover something about themselves, and we'll get a new listener. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening. We will talk to you all next week. And follow us on uh, Twitter at kingcastpodcast.com. Uh, or uh, at kingcastpodcast. Uh, send us messages. Do whatever. We answer questions. We like hearing from you. All right. We're going to leave you alone now. Goodbye. Goodbye.